Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, sweet one. Tonight, I'm going to read you a book called The Fun of Being a Fat Man. And this book is supposed to be a body-positive book written by a man who speaks from his own life experience. That man is William Johnston, and he was a reporter and an author and also co-founder of Dell Publishing. And it's interesting because this book that I have belongs to my daughter, and inside it is an old note that William Johnston himself wrote that said, just to make you better acquainted with the man who is sending you inside stuff about New York, signed William Johnston, room 1103, 63 Part Row, in New York. So in case any of you want to know where he used to live, that's his address. Chapter 1. The Happiness of Being Fat Suppose you were a fat man. Suppose, as far back as your memory runs, you have always been fat. Suppose the photographic record of your life from your first plump-cheeked baby picture in the old family album to the last two-dollar flashlight showed you at each stage of your existence possessed of much greater weight and bulk than the rest of your acquaintances. Even when you were in second grade, you recalled that whenever they played prisoner's base, you were always caught because you were too fat to run as fast as the others. If the game was tag, you were always it. A later on, when you were introduced to gymnastics, you found yourself hopelessly outclassed in chinning on the horizontal bar. The other youngsters of your age had only half as much weight to lift. Nor will you ever forget your embarrassment and your annoyance the day the circus posters went up proclaiming the largest elephant in captivity, and the nickname to which you had at last become accustomed. Fatty was forthwith and forever abandoned by your playmates, and you became known, to your great mortification, as Jumbo, Jumbo Johnston. Consider, too, how you must have felt when feeling that you were approaching manhood, you sat in the barber chair and read Puck and Judge and made the horrifying discovery that fully half the jokes and funny stories printed about them were about fat men. As time went on, and you grew older, old enough to have a girl, when all the money you could raise was spent in buying theater tickets for her, you may recall how careful you were, weighing 200 pounds, to select 
only romantic dramas and tragedies, and never comedies or farces, for even at an early age you had discovered that on the stage there is but one idea of humor, to have something happen to a fat man. And you feared that seeing the spectacle she might laugh and twitch you on your weight. Suppose, too, that having somehow managed to survive the tribulations of youth, you, all your life long, had been constantly confronted and affronted by articles in the magazines and newspapers, by advertisements, by personal unasked for advice on how to reduce. Suppose you had observed that not a single day of your life passes without one, strangers as well as acquaintances, getting off jocular remarks about your weight, your size, your shape, and general appearance. Oh yes, all the world regards a fat man as a target. People assume that his proverbial good nature makes it safe for them to make insulting remarks to him, whether they know him or not. Only the other day, in a crowded elevator, a man I had never seen before, a thin, scrawny person with a hooked nose, tapped me playfully on the belt line and asked, Are you doing anything for it? No, I smilingly answered. But if you wish, I could give you the address of a surgeon who has wonderful success in straightening noses. It was the offender that got angry, not I. I have reached the philosophic period in life when one looks back over the years to take stock of things, and reckoning everything up as I have been doing. I have decided that fat as I am, fat as I have always been, fat as I am likely to be to the end of the chapter, I have had a lot of fun. I have been far happier than any of the thin men I know. What if, as I dignifiedly entered a subway car, some rude guard occasionally yells at me, Hey, fatty, get a move on. What if nearly everyone who meets me speaks of me as Big Bill? What if, on the street, my wife, happening to dress me jokingly as Darling, a newsboy promptly sets up a cry, Hey, fellas, come and look at Darling. What if, riding home from a wedding, in a high hat and a cutaway on top of the bus, the seat being narrow and one half of me hanging over at a quick turn, I am flung into the aisle, while the rest of the passengers shriek with laughter? What if, when I go fishing and stand up to cast, my center of gravity makes such a startling and unexpected shifts that I am being spilled into the water occasionally? Being fat, I can't sink, and if the spectators enjoy it, let them. What if, when I attempt to enter a taxi cab, the driver has to get out of his seat and push from behind to get me through the narrow door? What do all of these things matter when reckoning everything up if I find my life has been, and is, a happy one? Perhaps, under these circumstances, you would say to yourself, just as I have, 
it's time for the worm to turn. I'm going to tell the truth about being fat. Just for once, I'm going to put it in their place, all these miserable and envious thin people. What do they know, anyhow, about living, about happiness, about fun? High time for some fat man who is satisfied with his lot, who gets heaps of fun out of being fat, to come to the front for the fat. So let me say, with all the weight of my two hundred and fifty pounds, I like being fat. I am fat because I prefer to be fat. Any fat man can get thin if he wants to. It is not necessary to consult doctors and go in for exercises, take up health courses, study diet list, or start playing golf. There are two simple rules that will make any fat man thin, and here they are. Number one, eat everything that you do not like. And number two, do everything you don't want to do. That's one great satisfaction every fat man has. He knows that he can always lose weight if he wants to. But nothing in the world can make a thin man fat. He can eat all kinds of cereal, drink six quarts of cream a day, sleep ten hours. But if he has a thin disposition, he will keep on being thin. The truth is, fat isn't a matter of food or exercise at all. It is a matter of philosophy. Fat people are merely those who have learned to get the most out of life, who have discovered the things that really are worthwhile. If I should try to sum up a fat man's philosophy of life, my own philosophy, I suspect it would be but just a few aphorisms like these. What happens doesn't matter. It's what you think about what happens that counts. Today's troubles are tomorrow's jokes, so let's laugh now. Nothing can happen to me that hasn't happened to thousands of others, and if they could stand it, I can. Worry doesn't get you anywhere, for the things you worry about never happen. You can get anything you want out of life if you want it hard enough. The two things necessary for happiness are comfort and friends. Work brings comfort, and being friendly brings friends. And that's all I'm going to read tonight. I hope that you're enjoying this book. And remember, it is never your outward appearance that matters. It's what you think inside. Learn to be happy with who you are. For in each person, there is a blessing. There is a glowing light that attracts another. Good night. <laughs>